Greetings, dear ones. We are the group of nine. We join you today with such joy. You see, you've stepped over a line a little while back, not long ago, but several things have taken place as a result of you moving forward in your evolution. It's a fascinating time to be here on your planet. And we tell you, as we've mentioned many times, your space has been reserved. You wanted that spot. You wanted to be here at exactly this moment now. Well, well done, dear ones. Well done. You're going to find a lot of things taking place. What is happening for many people during this next year and beyond is that they will be reevaluating many of their contracts, many of their directions of where they're going, which is why we've chosen to do an event specifically on those and focus us two days on that. But on top of that, on a larger scale, it's a magical time to set something in motion. We've talked about the timeline cross that is happening with Eris. We will tell you, Eris has already felt a huge shift, not only in the Earth herself or in the planet herself. The physical part of the planet is having challenges, very similar to the way that the Earth is having challenges. But we tell you they are here to balance each other the same way that your societies can help to balance each other. Theirs has grown up with a dominant of the feminine energy. Yours has grown up dominated by the masculine energy. One is not right and one's not wrong. And yet to be out of balance creates all sorts of challenges. So the balance is there right now. If you're able to anchor this balance, it will stay on planet Earth. If, you're, if they are able to anchor it there on Eris, it will stay there. They are actually making some moves right now. They've already felt the difference. For the most part, people on Earth have not felt the timeline cross yet and the differences in that energy. The feminine energy was already moving on Earth pretty well at the time. So the differences between now and just even a few weeks ago, you probably won't feel much yet. But you will start seeing some seeds being planted for the future that can open a lot of doors for the feminine energy to balance the masculine. To be here, you need both, the same way they need both. They have gone everything in such a light, airy, easy way to work with things that they didn't really have the power or the force behind when they needed that. It is a balance. Your body is balancing in many different ways to be able to use all of the attributes that you have. And that's a magical time. Welcome to planet Earth, dear ones. We'd like to tell you a little story. You see, dear ones, you are infinite beings, each and every one of you. You're playing a game of pretending to be a human. You take a little time out from your wonderful life and you play a game. And it's almost like pulling out a game board and setting up all the game pieces and choosing which one do you want to be and which one is your bodysuit going to be this time. It's absolutely amazing to watch. But you do it over and over and over and over again. We don't even always have the numbers because you are infinite beings, which means that there are no numbers that can actually tell you how many times you've even incarnated. And that's an interesting situation. So let us take you back and tell you a little story about that. We're going to talk about a young man by the name of George. George was a simple spirit. He simply wanted to come in and play the game of pretending to be a human. And he was going to be quiet. 
He was going to be a peaceful being. He didn't want to carry much of the masculine energy, even though he was a male. He chose to carry feminine energy and to try and balance things and be quiet in his nature. That was the idea. He came in with incredible abilities to tap into other people's energies. He was extremely empathic, so much so that he had childhood illnesses that he picked up from other people by being that empathic. He had to learn to put boundaries in his own physical body. But an interesting thing happened because as he went through his life on planet Earth, which was one of his first lives, a fascinating thing took place because he found that he could approach people and actually balance energy and bring things to people that they needed. And furthermore, he found that it seemed to work in a large aspect better than it even worked one-on-one. -on -one because he had many friends that he could work with and he found himself in sort of a club, if you will, that was, well, very similar to what you would call a religion today, a belief system, because he was on a different planet than yours, but we're gonna tell you a little bit more about George. And of course, his name was not George, but it's a perfect opportunity. So George quietly entered his world and wanted to make a difference any way that he could. And he was able to make differences, but most of it was behind the scenes. Much of it was not seen. Much of it was not seen even by the other people it was taking place with. So George found fascinating ways of quietly planting seeds of light that people could use and they could run into. They didn't even know it was from him. They thought it was something they discovered and they were able to empower themselves with that light and he became really good at it. He taught a few people because that's what happens when you master your life lesson. You immediately change the role of the catalyst in your life, but you also turn into the teacher. Even if you're not planning on being a teacher, the students start showing up. So he took a couple under his wing and he started working with people to show them ways to empower people quietly and beautifully and really find them, give them the things that they needed. Now, as we mentioned, this did not originally happen on planet Earth, so it's very difficult for us to show you some of the attributes in your exact situations that you're in. But what took place was interesting because as he grew, as he evolved, his spirits evolved as well. His friends, his students, who became his co-workers, worked together in harmony with him. They had their own work, their own things that they would do, their own jobs, if you will, and yet they spent a fair amount of time reconnecting and finding ways that they could do these projects and planting people, planting seeds of light that could help entire communities sometimes to evolve and to get along in times where they weren't getting along. And George ended up kind of becoming a little bit well-known for that. He became well-known for the abilities that he had and some of the things that he did. It was an interesting point. And when he passed away, when he died and left that physical body, he was celebrated by many of the people that he had touched and many of the people that he had left. But it was an interesting thing because from a spirit perspective, that's only the very beginning of the story. From a human perspective, that would be the end of the story when he died. But we'll tell you it was much more than that because as a spirit, 
not in a physical form. George was called upon by all that is to make the rounds, so to speak, to go to hot spots throughout the universe that were having difficulty getting along and see if he could quietly plant seeds of light, plant seeds that could help change them, that could help them to understand that they were part of each other rather than the difficulties that they had ex were experiencing. Now, this was all about communities because that was George's expertise. So George simply called his friends. He called all the students that he had had during that lifetime and he brought them together. And they would end up going to many different places throughout the universe, sometimes actually incarnating in order to make a difference. And sometimes the entire group would show up to make a difference and plant some seeds and kind of correct the course a little bit of that planet and those, not necessarily the planet, but the people on the planet. And we're using vague words on purpose because in different parts of the universe, things are called differently. It's, they don't call them humans, they don't call them, but the people that lived on the planet basically were being affected in large ways. And this was George's expertise. So George became very good at this and being able to do that. And what he would do was George would go around with his staff, if you will, with his group of healers, and they would assess the situation on a certain planet, and he would leave certain ones behind that would incarnate usually and actually be a part of that energy in order to leave seeds of light in very critical places that sometimes you were not able to plant with just spirits. And this grew and it grew and it grew because in spirit, you don't have all those limitations that you have as a physical being. And it became known as the original spiritual family of light. And anytime there was an imbalance, which was one of the greatest challenges throughout all that is, all the games that are taking place of people pretending to be separate, and there are billions. <laughs> there's many more than you have numbers for, dear ones. So the reality is there's many of those out there that are having, many of them are in different forms. You, you, you're in a humanoid form, you call it, with two arms and two legs and being able to walk around. Some are in different forms that are actually growing in a different way. So some of them don't have the humanoid form, so it's difficult to talk about all of them. Didn't make any difference because the seeds of light work for everyone. So George and his staff made the rounds. And for eons of time, whenever there was a hot spot, whenever there was something going on, George would be there. He and his team would kind of assess it from afar. They would be there to see what was taking place, to tap into the energies, to jump into the timeline a little bit and kind of evaluate it. And then they would have their grand meeting with the whole staff and be able to decide what was going to take place. And if anybody wanted to volunteer to be there to actually incarnate and to see if they couldn't lead that place. Now, an interesting thing about this took place because you would think that this was some of the spiritual teachers that showed up in many ways. But dear ones, George taught people how to be quiet not to be boisterous. His whole approach was a balanced masculine-feminine energy, which worked really well because he was able to plant very important seeds of light 
without challenges of having to force anything. And it was very helpful to be able to do that. But we also tell you it was a little bit different because of the fact that he was quiet. So when you look through your histories and you see many of the people who were spiritual teachers who showed up on planet Earth to bring him, this is not George and his friends. This is not the original spiritual family of light. There are many teachers who've incarnated in different places in different ways. But we'll tell you this is a quiet energy. And it, particularly on planet Earth during these times when the masculine energy is rising. Why is the masculine energy rising? Because the feminine is here. So the masculine thinks it has to evolve. It has to get bigger than life. It has to somehow make itself shown again. And you're seeing a lot of that in your news taking place on a regular basis. It's one of the reasons you have so much war on your planet. And we'll even tell you all that war is coming from the same place. So it's a game being played in different ways. So the, the idea that here, but fear not, George is here. And that's something that's happened recently. We will tell you the team of the original spiritual family of light is now upon Earth. Now, here's an interesting part about it. Because many of those team members who were left behind, who decided to incarnate, means they had to leave their memory. They weren't able to remember. They, they had the seeds of light planted inside them. They couldn't forget them. They would never lose them. Their spirit brought them in. But their physical being was not able to remember. It was in a key part. That part is always left in the veil itself as you cross. It's what you pick up when you go home and what you... And what you what you what you pick up when you go home and update when you go home and when you come back in you put it back on you you basically work with it in many different ways well we tell you dear ones the original spiritual family of light is also many of you you have been george's students many of you in different ways and it's a fascinating time to be awakening from the dream and we tell you this specifically because there are things that will be taking place now as everyone starts to evolve. Number one, you will start to see little seeds of light. What does a seed of light look like? Well, sometimes it looks like an opportunity. Sometimes it looks like a door just opened for you. And all these things that you were planning over here, maybe over here might be the place to go. And to also know that wherever you are, there you are. In other words, you don't need to actually find your location on planet Earth as your grounding point. You're movable. You've been part of the original spiritual family of light. You have been all over the universe trying to do things. And what happens is, even if you feel lost when you first make a move or first find yourself in a new place, you'll very quickly turn that around and plant your seeds and start to grow. So there are changes coming, and we'll tell you that. There's just, some of them are fairly major changes. There are also changes coming to some of your systems. Some of your systems simply will not evolve. As you evolve your vibration, as you start to increase your vibration, you're going to find old systems that were built in the lower vibrations that simply can't stand the higher vibrations. And they will adapt. Hopefully, you'll catch some of them. 
Hopefully, humans will see this happening and evolve the systems before they break. Sometimes they won't. But either way, change will be as a result of much of these systems changing in different ways. You're seeing a lot of things that are taking place, a lot of truth-seeking on your planet right now. Very helpful to come under the understanding that you can all look at things from a different perspective. Does it mean there's a single truth that all of you should understand? No, dear ones, you all carry different truths. That's the confusing part, but it's also the interesting part of planet Earth and the humanity experiment. You all can focus, you're creator beings. So what you actually balance between your head and your heart, you manifest. It happens that fast. Now, balancing is not easy, as we've mentioned many times. Sometimes you overthink things. You want to get everything in place and you're not quite sure if you're actually behind it or not. Well, it's out of balance. It's probably not going to manifest. There's the other times where you're so in love with this. You've got so much magnetic energy coming from your heart and your brain just can't figure it out. I, got, you know, I, I, I know I want this and I know I'm going to create it, but I don't know where I'm going to put it. <laughs> All right? So you've got the two parts that are working together here. Balancing those energies turns on your ability to manifest even more. And the fascinating part is many of you who are going to find that you have your teachings. You're going to find that many of you have already mastered your life lessons. As such, the teacher emerges. The other thing that takes place when you master a life lesson is that your role with the catalyst changes. The catalyst is the person who activated your life lesson. Very simple. If you're with a life lesson of trust, you have someone early in your life who pulled the rug out from under you or abandoned you or something of that nature to where you had to learn to trust yourself. So many times you'll have a negative relationship with your catalyst. That can actually change right now. Much easier than you think. Keep in mind, George and all his specialists are here. And that's taking place for a lot of different reasons. Number one, the timeline crosses also a huge part of it. So he's not just on planet Earth. They're also evaluating Aris. The timelines are crossing. It's a magical time to balance energy in different ways. And because you're crossing into a new reality or a new illusion of time, in other words, a new year, You'll have opportunities to refresh and start over. It's a perfect time to find your own seeds of light. The things that you really want to find in your life, where they are and how you can work with it. What you're going to find is many of you are going to find the things that, that you've, you're confused about or things that you've been searching for suddenly showing up, even in your own thoughts. Even your own brain will come up with new ideas and things that you might have been searching for ways to solve this problem or ways to resolve this problem. And we tell you, dear ones, the 3 a.m. club is alive and well. For many of you are starting to wake up in the middle of the night again. When we used to be 3 a.m. club was exactly 3 a.m. Now it's going to vary quite a bit. We'll tell you some of you are going to wake up at 1 a.m. Some of you are going to wake up at 5 a.m. It can be very frustrating for those of you who actually count the hours that you sleep and think that that always relates to everything. There are times, dear ones, when your spirit needs things. And we will wake you up in the middle of the night to plant a beautiful seed. 
Now, it becomes a challenge when you wake up in the night and you get afraid or you get concerned. Sometimes you look at your clock and you go, oh, I'm not going to have enough energy for tomorrow. It's an important day. I need to get back to sleep. That negativity keeps us from planting the seeds of light that we woke you up to plant. And sometimes it'll be a dream. Sometimes it'll be just a fog that comes through your energy, but it will leave a smile on your face and hope in your heart. Dear ones, you are magical beings, each and every one of you. And it's our job to do nothing more than to show you your magic and to show you who you really are. That creates home on your side of the veil. And you're going to find some very interesting things taking place. Now, planet Earth is an unusual place. We'll tell you this game is not like many of the other games that are going on uh, in the universe. It is quite different. Number one, it started at an extremely low vibration. Extremely low. In fact, it was sort of the Hail Mary plan of the universe. Oh, let's just put one out there and put no rules on it and see what happens and just see how it spins and how long it lasts out there. We'll see what takes place. Well, it started at an extremely low vibration, so it has really been around for a long time. Are you the most advanced in, in any area of all the other universe, other beings throughout the universe? No, there are some that are more advanced from you in what you would call a spiritual area. There are some that are more advanced with you in a technical area. There's some that are advanced than planet Earth in a lot of different places, and yet none of them have gone through the range of growth that you have gone through here on Earth. And that's why all the attention is now on planet Earth. And we'll tell you that. That's why George and his group are here to make sure that this next step can work through it. So when you're out there, dear ones, and you're walking around, you've got that beautiful smile on your face because you can feel it. Turn around and look for George. See if he's not there. You're liable to see someone smiling at you. Enjoy the journey and know that you're part of a very large family, the original family of light. Dear ones, it's with the greatest of honor we ask you to treat each other with the highest of respect. Nurture one another at every opportunity as you're helping yourself when you do. Know that you're playing this beautiful game of pretending to be a human. Play well together. Help each other. It's not a competition. It's a game. Enjoy the journey. We are the group of nine. Aspavo, thank you for taking your power.